And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello everyone and welcome again to Witness Radio, the only radio show where the sole purpose is to save souls on purpose. I'm your host, Ryan Muniak, and today we're going to be talking with a blast from the past. We actually found someone that we've talked with before on the show a few weeks ago, and he's got a friend named Kelly that we're going to be talking with. They think they're good people. More information about the show can be found at witnesstalkradio.org, and if you have any questions or comments, please email us, radio at MuniacFamily.com. That's radio at M-U-N-I-A-K family.com. I want to give a shout out to Vance Summerlin, the winner of our contest last week. He gave the correct entry of Victoria and Dustin were the two people we interviewed, and he won himself a free copy of the School of Biblical Evangelism book, normally $25 at livingwaters.com. Without further ado, let's go to our clip. All right. Hi, Kelly. I'm Ryan. We're talking on Witness Radio. How are you today? I'm great. Okay. So, Kelly, today we're uh, on the campus. We're asking people uh, what their religious beliefs are, if they have any. Okay. Um, I don't know what my religious beliefs are, really. Uh, do you have any beliefs on higher power or spiritism or spiritualism or anything like that? Um, maybe not so much beliefs as questions. I'm interested in what kind of what kind of questions if you don't mind me asking um well I am a religious studies certificate so um I kind of study all religions okay so how far are you into your studies um I'm actually about to graduate at the end of summer okay so then you you've got a pretty wide variety of beliefs in your head right now then right absolutely yeah so which one sounds the best to you Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. All righty. Well, uh, so let's see. Did they did they touch on Christianity in your classes? Absolutely, yeah. What did they tell you about Christianity? Um, well, uh, we read the whole Old Testament and parts of the New Testament, and we did some um, literary studies, historical studies, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, now see, that that's their first problem. They should have done the whole New Testament and most of the Old Testament, yeah. if not all of it. So <laughs> I think that, it was for that, lack of time, but gotcha. So yeah, that was I, I would say that that was their first problem. But uh, so what did they what did they say about Christianity? What, what was what was its main theme? Um, probably a lot about worshiping Jesus. Okay. Uh, did they say? why Christians worship Jesus? Lots of um, moral values that we went over and stuff like that. Um, And a lot of just reflecting on stories. Okay. So, do you think... uh, Well, let me ask this. What do you have to do to get to heaven? Oh, that I don't know. That I don't know. No, I have not figured that out yet. Well, uh, Ryan, what, what about you? You asked me this last time. I know I did. I believe I said that you have to do unto others 
you know, as you would like to be treated, right? Oh, okay, now you're starting to ring my bell here. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's me, Mr. Golden Rule. Yeah, that's right, the Golden Rule guy. I think I used you on one of the shows. Oh, I hope you did. <laughs> that's great. Well, so, the Golden Rule, and, uh, you know, I, I took you through some of the commandments to see if you had kept the Golden Rule, right? Oh, yeah, and then you made me out to be kind of a liar and stuff like that. I made you out to be kind of a You just admitted to me that you were a liar. Yeah, as if yeah. Hey, I admit to lying. I'm, I'm a liar. Therefore, you're not going to heaven, right? <laughs> well, it's not my words. It's what, it's what the Bible says. That's right. So, well, Kelly, what about you? Have you kept the golden rule or the Ten Commandments? Do you think? How do you think you're rating? I try to keep to the golden rule as much as I can. Well, Ryan, why don't you help me out here? What's my first question? Have you ever lied? Is that what you're going to There you go. Absolutely, I've lied, yes. And, Kelly, what do you call someone who tells lies? Um, a liar. Very good. that correct, Ryan? Is that correct, Ryan? I, I would say depending on the circumstances. I mean, what, white lies? Those are okay, right? It, it's still a lie, right? Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, if you're trying to make somebody's day better by telling that, then... Okay. Let me ask Kelly. Kelly, uh, depending on the color of the lie, is it still a lie? Um, I think there are instances where it's okay. Um, Not necessarily where, where it's okay to say a lie, but is it still a lie? I mean, a white lie. Would you yeah, say it's honestly, a lie? It's still a lie, yeah. Yeah, sure. All righty. So... <laughs> I, I thank you guys for, for being so kind and playing along yeah, with me. Yeah, it's so, uh, you remember what the next question is? Nope. I no? I don't remember the next question. All right. Next question is, have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Um, not that I can think of, no. I don't think I've stolen anything. Have you ever illegally downloaded music off the Internet? Or stolen answers for a test? Or not worked to your fullest ability while on the job? Ooh, that's a tough one. Definitely never cheated on a test. Um, I, I suppose there's times where I haven't worked to the best of my ability on the job. <laughs> well, that's stealing time from your employer. Okay. So that would make you a... If you, a slacker? <laughs> a slacker, yes, but if you've stolen something... That makes you uh, a thief. Yeah, a thief. Absolutely. Now, Ryan, you, you don't seem to agree with that. Of course, I don't agree with that. If you haven't worked to the best of your abilities for one iota or one second, you know, while you're on the job, while you're at a, can I say a cuss word or not? <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to. No cuss. Uh, Try to find an alternative. I don't know. I, I won't get into it. I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue with you. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm having fun here. I know, me too. Kelly's having fun here. I know. She is. <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't imagine there'd be a, a soul on the earth who hasn't slacked off at some point. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about whether or not it's been done by Kelly here. What I'm saying is it's been done by everybody, guaranteed. I agree. I mean, I think most people kind of... Um, I'm pretty half-hearted about pretty much everything, actually. Pretty much. Yeah. So, let, let's let's move on. Kelly, you ready for the next one? Sure. 
Okay. Have you ever used God's name as a cuss word? Um, I don't believe so. I don't think so. Really? Wow. You, you're one of the very few people I've talked to who have said no. I've never done that. Yeah. So never said uh, God, Jesus, or Christ in a derogatory sense? Growing up, that was something I was taught not to do, so... Well, congratulations <laughs> to your parents. That was good, very good for them. Okay, so next one. Uh, have you ever... Um, the Bible says, do not commit adultery. But Jesus says, uh, if you look with lust or uh, illicit sexual desire, you've committed adultery already in your heart. Whether or not you're married... If you're looking at someone who is not your spouse in a way that you should not be looking at them, you've committed adultery. So, have you done that one? I guess that would depend on um, it, what it means for it to be a way that you should not be looking at them. In a way that you would look at your, if you were married, your spouse. I'm not married, so that's a tough one. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to answer on that one. Listen to your conscience. Have you ever looked at a person with lust or a sexual desire? Absolutely. Okay. So, Kelly, we've gone through four, four of the questions, uh, four of the Ten Commandments, and you've admitted to being a liar, a thief, not blasphemy, you got that one, and an adulterer at heart. So... That makes you, like the rest of us, not a good person. What do you think about that? I would have to disagree with that. I think I am a good person. I second that. <laughs> I don't know you, but you seem like a good person. She is a sweetheart, if there ever was one. Well, I'm not, I'm not denying that she's, she's a very nice girl. Okay, so Ryan and Kelly are justifying their sin. Everybody lies. Everybody steals. Uh, of course we do. We, we all break God's law. That's the point. That's why we need a savior. But there was one that I, one sin that I addressed with Kelly that I would not suggest people doing, and that's lust and adultery. The reason I don't suggest it is you shouldn't bring that up with someone of the opposite gender or even a child, because it can make people feel uncomfortable, and in some cases you can look like a creeper. But the reason I brought it up with Kelly is she had a male friend that was there. Uh, we were in public, and she was a pretty easygoing girl who didn't seem like she would be too frightened by that question. So in the next part of the clip, we're going to talk about how Jesus has no sin. And a couple of verses for you to look up. Second Corinthians 5.21, 1 Peter 2.22, Hebrews 4.15 and 9.14. And also we're going to talk about how Jesus had the sins of the world placed upon his shoulders. Verses to find that information is 1 Peter 2.24 and Isaiah 38.17. You'll also notice there's some more people that join us for the conversation, and I engage them because I wanted them to stick around. Much like open-air preaching, you want to engage the crowd so that they stick around and they want to stay and hear what you have to say. And I wanted these people to hear the gospel, so I engaged them and talked with them a little bit to get them involved so that they will stick around and hear the gospel. I think in the way that you're asking the questions... Anybody would answer that they are a liar, 
a thief and an adulterer. So then I'm wondering what would it mean to be a good person and if that even exists in the way you're defining it. There's the kicker. Now, see, going back to your religious studies, uh, going back to the Christian studies, you should know that there is one person who was good, but nobody else was. Who was that person, Kelly? That was Jesus. There you go. You see, the, the Bible actually says that there's none good. No one does good, not even one, except for Jesus. He never sinned. He never lied. He never stole. He never used God's name as a curse word. He never looked with lust. And there, therein is uh, part of why I'm talking to you and to other people on the campus. And uh, we, we've got two other uh, people listening in. You guys okay if I uh, talk about you or talk to you on the radio? Sure. Are you on the radio right now? No, it's pre-recorded. Yeah. So what's your name? Michael. Michael and? Kinley. Kinley or Kenley? Kinley. Kinley. Alrighty. This is mostly him, though. Well, no, no, no guarantee that I'll, that I'll come over and talk to you guys, but I wanted to cover my bases just in case. So, Michael and Kinley. Okay. All right. So, Kelly, going back to what we were talking about, uh, like we've said, none of us are good by God's standard. We've all broken his law. And the Bible says that we all deserve to go to hell because we're not perfect. We have broken his law. Um, Revelation 21.8 actually says all liars had their part in the lake of fire, which is hell. 1 Corinthians says no First uh, Corinthians says no thief will inherit the kingdom of God. So now I'm sure in the uh, Christian classes that you were taking, they talked about why Jesus came and what he did on the earth. Am I right? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So, he did something for all... Well, God did something uh, through Jesus uh, so that we could escape hell. In spite of the fact that none of us are good and none of us deserve to get out of hell, what did Jesus do? He died. How did he die? Uh, He was crucified. Right. He hung on the cross, and it says that uh, God put the sins, lying, stealing, and all that, God put the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders. He was paying for those sins. It says in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. So every time we sin, even a little white lie, we have stored up wrath uh, from God. But it says that the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Excuse me. So, when Jesus died on the cross, he was dying to pay for the sins of all humanity. And then he rose three days later. He came back to life, right? They talked about that? Good. So, three days later, he came back to life. He defeated death. And that shows that God was accepting the payment on our that was made on our behalf the payment had to be perfect none of us could pay a perfect payment because we all sinned right so jesus never sinning died shed his blood for us as a perfect payment so that we could escape hell and go to heaven but he said there's something we need to do 
to get to heaven or something we need to do to have that uh, transaction credited to us you know that he died for our sins but we need to do something to accept that payment do you know what that is no and that's usually where they forget to talk about in the in the classes on campus so Jesus died rose again on the third day and he said that you need to be born again if you want to see the kingdom of God in fact he said you need uh, in order to do that you need to repent which is kind of a, a, a religious word that not a lot of people understand these days it means to turn away from your sins like do a 180 so turn away from the sin and from the sins, lying, stealing, and whatnot, and turn to God by putting your trust, your faith, in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. So, anyway, uh, Jesus died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and if we are willing to turn away from our sins and put our trust in Jesus, we can have eternal life. You know, we need to surrender our lives to Jesus and he will grant us eternal life. The Bible says that God will grant us a new heart with new desires. We'll no longer desire to do the sins that we do, but we'll desire to do the will of God the, out of a grateful heart because of what he did on the cross for us. Does that make sense, Kelly? Sure, it does make sense, yeah. Are you tired of just sitting there listening to the gospel being shared and want to do your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Then stand up and step out of your comfort zone by joining us at these upcoming outreaches. Abortion Prevention. Every Monday from noon to 2, we will be at the Planned Parenthood on Auburn Avenue. Christian Collegiate Network Bible Fellowship, Thursday starting at 1230 on the UC campus. We'll be giving away the Biggest Question DVDs at the UC campus on March 26th from 11 to 3. Just added, in honor of National Atheist Day, we're going to be giving away Evolution vs. God DVDs on April 1st at the University of Cincinnati. For more event details, find us on Facebook or visit muniacfamily.com. It sounds like you're just saying what you want me to have you say or something. Um, not necessarily. I, I think that if you take the New Testament to be literal, then what you're saying obviously makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure that I'm personally on that same page as you. Okay. But I respect your belief. No, that, that, that's fine. And I, I thank you for saying that because, you know, now we... You know, if you still have time, I'd like to continue the conversation where you said, you know, is the Bible literal? You know, what, uh, what, uh, for, give me an example of what you would not find, or why you would not find the Bible to be a literal uh, text. I would like to maybe think of what evidence there is that the Bible is a literal text. Well, I know that there is, I always forget the exact number, but roughly 27,000 manuscripts um, from the original Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic uh, that we can go back to. For the Old Testament. Uh, and new. There, there, there's also New Testament stuff. Um, we also have archaeological evidence. Um, what archaeological evidence what? do you have? 
No. Oh, um, well, for example, um, they, uh, they used to believe that King David never existed. But uh, in recent years, I don't have exact numbers for you, but in recent years they found stuff that talked about King David, you know, in uh, tablets and stuff. So they have found that, you know, that validated what the Bible talked about. Uh, you have uh, scientific evidence, uh, for example, um, with, uh, oh, I'm trying to think, a uh, uh, lot, lot of years ago they, they used to think that the, that the earth was flat. And uh, a lot of times uh, atheists or other uh, groups will say, well, that came from the Bible. No, it didn't. The Bible actually says that the earth is, is a sphere. I don't, I don't think it was exactly that term, but they, it says it's round. Yeah, it, it says that it, it, it's round. It, I don't remember if it says sphere exactly, but it says it's round. Um, is that evidence that the Bible is literal? Well, evidence that it can be trusted. Uh, it How knew about just because we know that David was supposedly a real king. I could write a story about Obama, and it could be totally false. And thousands of years later, would people interpret that as being literal? Well, hmm. trying to. Fi- no, I'm just. I'm trying to figure out the best way to answer that um, certainly evidence that he survived or was right. a prominent figure in history Correct. that that isn't evidence that this work is literal okay. so let me ask this um, Hold on, I have a question. okay you're going by one fact that it says it's a sphere even though you don't even know if it actually said the word sphere and you're going well that's a good enough excuse to say this is real because there's a lot of political figures and everything that might bend the truth a little bit. So some people would say, yeah, that's real. Other people would say, no, that's not real. So there's like some truths and not truths. So by saying a sphere, you say that that makes it a 100% trusted source? Michael, right? Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. That was... That's what you just said to her. You said it makes it a trustable Wait. source. That, that was one example that I was giving out. I don't know all the examples that I could pull from. That was just the first one that came to my mind. I'm not saying that she should trust the Bible based on that one thing that I gave her. That that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. Because there's more, right? Absolutely, there is. Evidence to say that Jesus had a relationship with Mary Magdalene. Wouldn't that make him a sinner? I've not seen any evidence for that. There's a lot of evidence for that, especially in art. If you consider a book to be a work art. Of art well, I, I don't consider the Bible to be a work of art. I consider it to be the work of Word of God. Um, but art is traditionally. I'm not talking about King James. Uh, art is. And see, now you got me losing my train of thought. Art is traditionally fictional, uh, the artist's interpretation of different events and whatnot. But, going back to the question that I had for you, uh, what evidence would be acceptable to you 
that the Bible is literal and that everything it talks about in the Bible really happened. That Jesus did come to this earth, that he did die on the cross, and that he did rise again to defeat death and hell, and that he offers you eternal life. What evidence could I give to you? Hold on, say that one more time in the microphone. I said if he came down right now and stood next to me and did something, I would believe it. Okay. Because why did he come... Why did he come down all the time back then, you know, and like, you know, everyone said they saw angels and stuff back then in the Bible, but I, I don't have any friends that have said they've had a, an angel come down to them lately. I want to get into that in a minute, but let me go and get Kelly's answer, okay? <laughs> all right, Kelly, what do you got for me? What's the question again? Sorry. Sorry. What evidence, what evidence, what evidence would be acceptable to you to convince you of the validity of the Bible? I don't know that any amount of evidence could 100% convince me. I don't, I don't know that. I think there's a lot of competing views out there. I agree with you that there isn't any evidence that would be good enough for you. And uh, going back to your question, you know, I don't think even if Jesus did come down and, and stand here and do something for you, I don't think that would be enough evidence for you. Because the Bible says that that well, he performed lots of miracles two thousand years ago, and people still crucified him, said he was false. Right. So, look, the Bible says that uh, you guys are suppressing the truth in unrighteousness, and I want to encourage you guys to put aside your unrighteousness, put aside your your desire for sin, open up the Bible. And see what it says. Find the truth, okay? I'm not out here to condemn you guys. I'm not out here to yell or get angry or anything with you guys. I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with all of you, even though I've only really talked with Kelly. Um, and I hope you guys don't think I'm uh, some horrible person because of the conversation at all. But, um, yeah, I, I, like you said, there is no evidence that would be acceptable to you or to you guys or any of you. No. Well, no. Let me let me get let me get that on mic. Hold on. True. That is kind of the point. Give me that question again. If if there were evidence proving that you know the Bible and all that were completely false. Would that convince you or, or not? Because, like she said, that's the whole point of faith. Well, uh, the answer is no. Um, yes, I do have faith in the Bible, but that is because God has, excuse me, that is because God has changed my heart. He has uh, allowed me to be born again, and I see the truth. My eyes have been opened, you know, as uh, I think uh, one of the old Christian hymns say. Um, and, you know, that's why you guys are unwilling to uh, see any evidence yourselves, it, you know, for the Bible is because you guys suppress the truth and unrighteousness. But I want to thank each of you guys no for, for talking with me. And I'm going to go around real quick, get your names one more time, okay? What's your name? Ryan. Kelly. Kinley. Michael. All right, thank you guys so much for talking to me, okay? I appreciate you talking to us. Man, I really screwed up here at the end with the apologetics, didn't I? 
No, not really. See, while my apologetical arguments were not very good or not fine-tuned like Cy Ten Bruggenkade or Eric Hovind, it wasn't my end result to win an argument. It wasn't my goal to give a great apologetic defense. No, my goal was to share the gospel with these guys. Cy Tenbergenkade and Eric Hoven will say the same thing. Their goal is the gospel, not the apologetics. Now, granted, they're very good at apologetics, and I could use some work in the area, but that's just another tool to help you get to the gospel. Don't follow rabbit trails unless you know you're going to be getting to the gospel. I went down the rabbit trails because I had already gotten the gospel out. I was just trying to continue the conversation because these were a bunch of cool guys to talk to. But even after we stopped recording, I went back to the gospel a couple more times. You know, they threw out a couple more things and I shared the gospel a couple more times and we all departed ways, you know, on very good friendly terms. So make sure that your goal is always the gospel. Make sure that the people you're talking to, whether you use apologetics or not, make sure you know they know that you care for them, that you care about their eternal soul. Because if you don't, you should not be out there sharing your faith. The sole purpose for saving souls is because we care about them. We don't want them to go to hell. And I think these people knew that I cared about them in spite of our difference of beliefs. I want to thank you so much for listening today. More information, go to the website, witnesstalkradio.org. And until next week, go share your faith.